This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. I'm Vinny Caravella here. The smooth sounds from the basement, the Caravella basement, coming to you live, NXL 102.3, the basement. Hi, Alex Navarro. You sound like Barry White, dude. That, that deep, huh? It is it is a timber that I am not accustomed to with your voice. Mm, doing my best, Rad Shoemaker. Uh, maybe, maybe in a past life. <laughs> I was going to say you could do a good Quint from Jaws, perhaps. Oh, like a doll's eyes. Black. Yeah, there we go. Lifeless, there it is. Like a doll's eyes. They pulled 1,042 men went in. 152 men came out. See this right here? Arm wrestling. Um, <laughs> How's your arm wrestling guys- going, Vinny? Oh uh, my! You know, I was a pretty good arm wrestler in uh, in my like uh, junior high, elementary school days. I think I have long forearms, so I think I get mm. leverage on the arms. I have long arms, so long arms and meaty arms. Long meat, long meaty arms. Shanks. I feel, like, I feel yeah. like a long forearm would be a disadvantage, right? Because you're get that, get that stressic. 
You can get that nah. angle over yeah, the wrist, kind of. Oh, okay, okay. You get that if mechanical it's like an advantage. Angle, if it's an angle downward kind of thing, then yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I think I. What do I know? What do I know? I remember. I remember having in elementary school going up against uh, uh, a big kid at, at the lunch table in a wrestling arm wrestling contest, and like in my mind, it's a bunch of like fourth graders around waving money in the air yep. but it oh. was it was probably not but that's in my mind i'm and, picturing the entire cafeteria is just in a circle yes because it was a very big kid who i think may have been like uh left back a grade or two and then like i wound up winning uh but it was like a very wholesome win like there was like a good handshake at the end and like you know like hey good job you know like you did it good competitive uh, spirit yeah like not not like a like oh we're enemies now it was like good job like you did it um so that's remember that being very positive. My uh my hometown has a small statue dedicated to wrist wrestling because at a period, for at least a time the World Wrist Wrestling Championships I believe were held in Petaluma, California. Oh, yeah, I remember Jeff talking a lot about those. Yeah, so they were sort of facilitated by this guy who was sort of like the local How do I describe him? He okay, Bill Sabranis was a guy who was everyone in Petaluma kind of knew. He wrote okay. a column for the local paper, and he was just sort of like, he he had met several famous people, known a number of famous people over the years, so he just kind of became like the, the town gadfly, you know, just uh-huh. a guy that everyone kind of knew. It's ironic his name was Bill Sobranis because he was not sober for the most part, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, but yes, he was the one who brought wrist wrestling, I believe, to Petaluma at some point, and I don't think it, they still do it there, but there is a little statue in the, the middle of downtown that's just like two arms gripped <laughs> in combat. Uh, now, hang on here. A uh, form of arm wrestling in which opponents interlock thumbs instead of gripping hands. Yes. Oh, that's I'm not wrist. sure I know the, dis- the, the they still there. There's still a that's, gripping that's of hands, wrestling. but the interlocking of the thumbs, I believe, is what sort that, of differentiates okay. it. Is that is that is that regulation? Yeah, I don't know, man. I we, All I know all I know is what the statue tells me, and I never uh, really looked at the statue we, that closely. Let me... Let me Pull up the rules here on the World Police and Fire Games. Okay, great. Taking taking place in Rotterdam this year. Rotterdam. Apparently, the officiant of the wrist wrestling competition at the World Police and Fire Games is named Franz Svolf. That's a good. That's a good person you want officiating your yeah your your wrist wrestling. Yeah. Do you, uh, Brad? Have you seen the movie Over the Top? Oh my God! I no, I haven't. Is that Stallone? That's Stallone. Should I write that down? Sure. Mm. Sure. It's like oh, a switch. It. It's like a switch. I don't actually know if I've ever seen Over the Top now that wow. I think about it. Wow. Oh. I've got, uh, just before we fully move on here, I will just mention that I have downloaded a PDF of the official wrist wrestling rules. You're training. For 2022. Getting in there. Getting training. Let's see. The weight classes. There's Wow, there's like six weight classes. They just measure your arm. <laughs> they, weigh, they weigh your beefy arm. <laughs> New event. Left-handed event. <laughs> wow finally the sinister challenge <laughs> the excess xfl of wrist wrestling God. we go left-handed uh you're listening to the next lander podcast here folks i've got a bit of cold that i'm trying to put behind me oh is that what it is that's not what just trying is. on a new voice no not just working it out i've got uh you know it sounds cool until you think about like oh it's just probably a bunch of mucus hanging on my vocal cords it's mm-hmm. and that's like less fascinating got that got that post nasal drip yeah exactly it just moved from my nose man i had a rough night last night of just uh uh the pressure sinus pressure and trying to sleep 
and then mouth breathing and it's just the whole thing was just bad i don't bad. mean to to sort of poke you while you're down here but yeah. i'm just gonna say you sound and look like you had a bad night of sleep <laughs> i'm gonna be completely honest with you as your friend just disheveled like I, yeah i uh this is the roughest i've seen you since we've been doing this project uh-huh it's uh this good thing this one's not a video podcast yet mm-hmm. it was uh it was a lot of up and down blowing the nose and uh like, oh, I better get up and then, you know, switch inside so one side of my nose drains out and the other oh, side. Oh, that shit just, yeah. drives me up the wall. Oh, I hate it. Gotta, gotta start it. doing that nasal rinse. I was thinking about doing it. What, like I a ha- neti pot? I, yeah, I yes. have I have a neti pot. And then freaking Brad Shoemaker, you remember that guy? One time told me about brain amoeba parasites. Ah. And so, like, I have, I have never used it since because I don't feel like getting distilled water for a, a neti pot. Uh-huh. So I have to do that daily, ideally twice daily, as a Ugh. condition of making sure I don't have to get that surgery again. Uh-huh. And just distilled water has gotten very hard to find for some reason. Hey, do you know all the other shortages going on? Yeah. You can add distilled water to that list now okay. for some reason. I have, like, they're literally five unopened gallons of distilled oh, wow. water next to me right now because it's so hard to find that I just buy it whenever I see it. I made it once when I needed it, and that just took too long. It just, it was like too I mean, long just, a process. Are you just you boiling a, it? It's, what yeah, are do you, you doing? Do you have a dis- distiller or are you doing I it like almost old bought a distillery, Can't, but like, uh, so I, so I need one. I need to just buy one and oh, not have to so keep, cool. but there's so many different kinds and get I'm the ones sure, with like, like the little squiggly tubes that look like I, they're from a Looney that, Tunes cartoon. Like, like, do I want the reverse osmosis kind or <sighs> the, like, uh, there's so many, I, I don't, you want the condenser, t- the, the boil and condenser. That's how I, I did it with the, um, <laughs> maybe it wasn't that distilled water, but I had a pot of water. And I flipped the lid over, and then inside the pot of water, I put a bowl, uh, and then on top of the lid that is now flipped over, I put ice cubes, mm-hmm. and then as you boil the water, it, it goes up to the lid, and then it cools down quickly because of the ice cubes and drips into the bowl. And that, I assume, my water is now distilled. All the impurities are left behind. At That's the definitely a thing you want to assume. I assumed it. Yeah, um, you probably know. fine. How many how many things can ride up a, a, a water vapor trail? Right. That's like you that's would good. be shocked, my friend. <laughs> the various I, forms of life that cling on to the most <laughs> mundane processes on this planet. I was using it for like not uh, ingesting use, though. So I wasn't. Right. I was using it for uh, um, uh, like in projects that needed water that was needed to be pure, like uh, wetting certain sponges and stuff like that. That would. If it's not, if it has stuff in it, it can mold over and get funky. So uh, I never drank it, but I should. I should. Anyway, it took like five hours to make like a cup of it. And I was like, oh, no. this stinks. I'm not doing this ever again. Like, how much is a thing of distilled water? Like two bucks, five bucks a gallon? Oh, no. Like 80, 80 cents to a dollar 20, depending. A gallon. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's it's not very expensive. It's, it's just not, it's not, it's not just hard to find it's, right now. Like it would take forever for a distiller to pay itself off. Okay. It's just, it's just the hassle of having to go out and buy more yeah. all the time. Yeah, fuck the, that. I'm just going to start using the neti pot with the New York tap. Fuck it. Whatever yeah. gets in my body gets in my body. I don't yeah. care. Let those amoebas beat that brain. I ain't even putting that shit through the fucking Brita filter. I'm just going <laughs> raw dog in that shit. Uh, so, yes, to answer your question, I have it and I have the salt for it. I just don't. I ain't got the water. And now the, the fear in me of like, is the is the cure worse than the, the, the ailment? Be amazed at what might come out of there. Oh, gross. I don't think I want to know. I don't want to think I want to know what's up there. Like a micro machine from like 1982. <laughs> like pop out of there. Who knows like a, what that I was thinking That thing from Total Recall. Ah, that, that well. Weird red orb up the nose. Vinny. 
exactly. Oh, that's where my DS went. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, we've got some games to get to. We're going to get to some Neon White. We're going to get to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're going to talk about some of that new PlayStation Plus fanciness. The if, What tier are you in mm-hmm. uh, with some of the retro games and classic stuff and some uh, idea at Xbox Summer Game Fest Demo Festival of Festivals of Fest. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, sure we don't want to go through all these rules before we move on. Uh, give me one uh, wrist wrestling rule. That is caps must be turned around or removed. See, that is in uh, over the top. He has okay. to turn his hat around, and then he says it's like a switch. When he turns the hat around, he becomes a different person. So I'm glad they have adopted that. I just large think- large belt buckles must be removed. Okay, that one I don't quite get. Okay, that's. I'm, I'm guessing that's maybe a like leaning up against the table, like you. Don't oh, need like it. you're getting positioned by like kind of gripping on there with your belt belt buckle. Yeah, because the very next rule is wrestler's shoulders must be square to the table before Uh-oh. the match will be started. I'm going to be honest here. I don't know yeah. that there's much future in sports that require close face to face contact. I feel like that is maybe one of those things that like will fall by the wayside over time. What is that like? Wait, how many are those though? Like chess. No, that was a, that's still a thing you could do through some, like, you know, you could put some glass paint over the board if you need to. A Wait, staring I'm, contest? I'm sorry. Slap if, the grip, if the grip comes apart for whatever reason, wrestlers will be strapped together. Yeah, they use those, like, leather straps, like, those straps what? that, like, hold your hands together. Man, wrestlers must keep at least one foot on the ground. It's all about that leverage, man. You gotta watch over the top. I think Zeus Maybe. might be in over the top. But Zeus... Zeus Zeus is kind of in everything that requires somebody who's like huge, right? If you need, uh, yeah. if you need who's a big Zeus? actor, Zeus. Uh, uh, what was Zeus in? Was he a pro wrestler for a little bit? Uh, very briefly. So that's Tiny Lister, the actor who oh, you may I also was, know as uh, Debo oh, from from Friday, and also totally. the president from The Fifth Element. Ah, that's super yes. weird. I had no idea who Zeus was, but when you said he's like the prototypical large dude for, <laughs> yes. that you get for movies. I started to say, wait, I thought that was Tiny Lister. That it is, is Tiny, Tiny Lister. Lister. Yes. It totally is. I don't so, know yes. why I call him Zeus. Is Zeus the, was, Zeus a- was the name of the character he played in No Holds Barred, the little scene and completely fucking awful <laughs> WWF produced Hulk Hogan vehicle from the late 80s. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but then Zeus did come in to wrestle a little bit for a while. Ah. And let me tell you, Tiny Lister, way underrated actor, n- correctly rated wrestler, not a great oh. wrestler. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fun actor though, but a fun like, actor did it all the fun roles. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to ask, but is uh, but I want to ask. Tiny Lister still around? I want to say he may mm. have passed. I think okay. that that sounds right to me. I'm looking it up. Okay. Yes, he passed away in 2020. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. Let's get into the video games. Okay. If you want, I guess we can. I'm taking. I a like sip those. Of water. I like. I, you know what? I guess. I guess. And I not only like them, I think this Neon White game might be on a short list for me for uh, uh, some of the best 2020, 2020, 2022 gaming. It's a, it's a contender whoa. is what you're saying. Whoa. Yes. I have played now a decent amount on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I probably made it about halfway through the uh, main story stuff on the Switch. But did you keep going on the Switch after no, last I week? No, I stopped. Okay, I was, I was going to say, because having also played the PC version now, like, <laughs> don't play anything but the PC version. <laughs> like, I played so that I, Switch version at your house, and now having played the PC version, yes, I think we like, all like, are in agreement on this one. If, if the Switch version was the only version that existed, it would be totally playable. Yeah, to be it's fair. not bad, it's just, is the thing. It's just so much better on the yeah. PC. 
And I've, I've seen a lot of people really get into the gyroscopic aiming on on the Switch version, and they say it works for them. And the you know the leaderboards are separate from the PC version, and the time the par times are different on the Switch, so they've tuned it for that. I just enjoy it so much more on the PC. It's, the it the snaps. It snaps it, the it, like. It, like whipping the mouse around to hit those yeah. shots when you're in the air and everything just feels so much better on the PC, uh, especially as you get into some of the later abilities that require you to be airborne and doing a lot of things at, at the same time. It's So I've caught up and surpassed where I was on the Switch, which was a bit of a pain in the butt because I had to go get the gifts again. And the fast forward button through the dialogue does speed it up, but there's no absolute skip button. Yeah, so you, you can't can, just get like say, I don't want this scene at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, it's pretty fast, but maybe not when you've played a bunch of the game on a yeah, different platform already. Right. It's maybe not quite fast enough. And, and the, the number of people who are going to have that problem is not that high, but still. No, and uh, uh, it's a very it's a very unique personal problem. But the, even the gift animation, when you give someone a gift, was like a little too long as I'm just trying to like dump 50 gifts into people. I, I did finally realize, I don't know why I didn't figure this out on the Switch, the, the post-level kind of summary stuff yeah. animates pretty slowly, like it kind of, especially when you level up, it sort of takes like five the seconds insight. for the level up thing to happen, yeah. and then like another five seconds for the insight to fill up and stuff. You can click through that very rapidly. That stuff's neat, and like the um, the insight meter, so when you beat a level, we talked about this last week, so I'll kind of just briefly go over it, but it seems like when you beat a level, you gain insight no matter what level you beat it at, there's a, a bronze, silver, gold, uh, a platinum, which I call ace. And there's actually a, a another uh, a hidden uh, de- developer time, I guess, a red on, medal. Yes. On every level? I'm not yeah, sure if it's on every level. I think there level. is on every level. Huh. Um, that was what I was indicated to me. I have not gotten any of those. I've just, I've heard the, I've heard talk about it. There's like hidden trophies you get if you like, if you, I think if you beat those times. Uh, so it seems like as you get your insight up, you open up more hints and shortcuts, but I, I can't verify that. I've not been going back and playing too many of the levels once I get a gold. I'm, I am trying to move the story along and just get the gifts. Uh, getting the gifts has gotten hard. Mm-hmm. They are hidden pretty well at this point, and the levels are complicated enough where it's like, oh, man, I'm having trouble. I had to look up a couple because I just was not finding them uh, naturally on the map. Like not finding a path to them or literally not even seeing them. Just like couldn't the first, find it. Oh, because the early on, like they're just right there, like yeah, just running yeah. the level on, on the most basic route. You'll you'll see it very plainly. Yeah. So now it's at a point where it's just like, oh, man, this level is complicated and clockwork enough where I'm not sure even where the where I should stop to look around because it's just it's just popping. Uh, and some of them are pretty tricky. Some of them are hard. I, I, I mean, I was even prepared for ones that early on, they like, well, sometimes put it under a level and you have to use an ability to get in there. And I was prepared for that, but some, I just couldn't find, uh, which is fine because you, you look up where they are and then they're still fun to get to. And I'm, I'm having a blast with that game. I once like solving the puzzle of a level yes. is just a lot of fun and not to knock the switch version too much but on the pc the reloads are faster too it seems right. like, like w- once in a while you get Definitely. a little bit of a reload uh restart time on on the pc it's pretty quick they do pop up the uh par time screen the the, the leaderboard every time you restart I, I do wish there was a way to just like hold down the f key or something and just quick restart but it doesn't bother me too much and and kind of restarting a level uh i've gotten into the, one of those flows with it where I'm, I'm sometimes i regret hitting the restart button i like i hit it too much uh just because i missed the jump and i'm like oh i could have saved that jump 
it's fun as heck, man. Neon White mm-hmm. is a heck of a game. I really liked it on Switch, and I think I love it on, on PC. I think I am not... I'm clicking with the gameplay. I think it's very fun. I think it's very tightly constructed. I, I appreciate what they are doing here. I have not found myself with that burning drive to try and beat friend scores or anything up to this point. I feel like I'm kind of good, just sort of like, eh, if I can get a good time that doesn't feel like I'm fucking up over and over again, I'm good. I also don't have the level of late 90s buying VHS tapes of anime from Suncoast Video level nostalgia that this game seems to be stabbing at, uh, which, you know, I mean, I know people who are those people, and they seem to appreciate what they are going for here, but I don't think it's doing it for me quite as much. You mean in the uh, in the cutscenes? In the cutscenes, the, the story, the, the characters, like all that yeah. stuff, like it's there, and I was. It's also like, I, it's ignorable enough. I don't think it's bad. It's just it doesn't hit any particular nostalgic notes for me. It's pretty corny. It seems like it seems like it does work for people who have that yeah kind of nostalgic yearning, though. Yeah. From I, what I can I, tell. I don't have that nostalgia. It's it's there. Uh, I'm not loving it. I think there is an interesting tale to be told in there, and I'm, I'm kind of waiting for some more of the reveals. I think I'm about level 32 or 33 now, so I'm closing in there. Yeah, you're uh, pretty least, far ahead of me at this point. At least on the um, on the trials, you know, I think there's like you know three days left until the the end, and the story is picking up. I I just now I've switched gears to. I do a block of levels to completion, and then I go back for the gifts. I had been doing a level, get the gifts, clear it out, but now I just run through the entire block of levels until the end of the story, and then I go back for the gifts and do all the side stuff. Because I do really enjoy the gift uh, side missions. I think those are really fun for uh, uh, red and violet and uh, yellow, Uh, those all there. They are interesting takes on the formula. So Yeah. So I I I do have that need to beat everybody I know on my leaderboard like when I the leaderboard mm-hmm. uh, I when I when I started over on the PC like I I replayed that first mission like six times until I had a better time than everybody on my friends list um I don't know that I love the ghosts and the little are the orange things are the hints right the little like orange hands yeah and the ghosts are separate from that right I think like you hit a hint and it'll show you like here's Here's the next like five seconds of the optimal route or something like that, right? Uh, it's pretty quick. Yeah, they'll show you like a here's a here's a path. You can turn them off. I don't. Yeah, but most people are probably not going to. Like, I don't. I don't know that I love those being mixed in with the ability to just keep setting better times. Because mm-hmm. like you can kind of just follow those to like potentially the best time on your friends list. I had that same thought as well of like, oh, this person probably just wound up using the hints. That's how they right. shaved five seconds off and got yeah. their uh, yeah, ace like, or whatever. Because because they immediately even from level one they start showing you like here are shortcuts that you probably didn't notice that you could totally go yeah. skip like three jumps and just go through here or under here. But to be fair, everybody's like, seeing those, so like I guess yeah, if you if you fair. if you have a better thing, I don't know. Like I had that same thought though, and that's kind of one of the reasons I stopped chasing some of that stuff too. Was like, oh, you know, like once I once I see the hints and the optimal path, th- then I'm probably and maybe it's not, maybe it's not, and and there are better ways to go. But I'm probably just trying to shave milliseconds off or every like trying to execute better on on a thing. Yeah, but there are cool short, shortcuts you can take that are sometimes not pointed out by those uh there's a bunch of weird stuff in that game as you get later on that game it just gets bananas like the stuff they're asking you to do is just it's just bananas and i've yeah, seen I'll, some I'll, people finish it with a controller and i'm like man i don't i don't know how 
I was, I was going to ask, like, what's the longest level you've seen? And I don't mean like, oh, I screwed this up badly and had to, like, redo three things, but yeah. just, like, kind of generally on average. Like, are they getting... Because, you know, the first phase of the game, they're like... If you're turning in really good times, it's, like, 15 to 30 seconds on a lot yeah. of levels. Like, do they get, like, dramatically longer where you have to chain more and more stuff together? It's only one that felt like it should have been over... So, aside from the... um I've had minute plus times on some of the side mission levels. Everything else has probably been like 47 seconds. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Or that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely like within scope for what they're putting out there at the yeah. front of the game. On the side missions where they don't give you, there's a leaderboard, but they don't give you an award for it. They don't give you a gold or a, a, a medal. I just take my time. Like those are the ones like, I don't know if you've done any of Violet's, but it's just spikes all over the place and they have you doing like, you know, you'll be in a room or a corridor surrounded by spikes and they just give you the double jump and you have to try and double jump your way without ever touching spikes uh, the entire way. It's hairy, man. That stuff. Yeah, I get to the end of those. and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm done with this. I'm never playing this level again. Uh, it, it, it took me five minutes to beat this level. and I'm, I'm oh. happy with that. Uh, they're fun, though. Like getting yeah. to the end of those are fun. And again, for me, playing with a mouse and keyboard just took it from again really enjoying it too i think at absolutely loving the the feel it, of it's it. huge the, the input stuff is huge the other thing i'll say about the pc is this game was absolutely made for a high frame rate display like if you've got yes. a high frame rate I'm, like i'm running at 144 frames oh, a second wow. and it's just okay. like butter it oh, just feels nice. like absolute butter man it, it feels so good especially when you hit like the waterways yeah the yeah boost and everything like you just you are just flying and uh, and I will say this too uh, on the uh, was my criticisms on the switch was some of the draw distance and the kind of mushiness uh, the kind of pixelation of stuff in the distance that seems to have been resolved a bit on the PC as well it's a little higher frame or not frame rate but higher resolution uh, or at least stuff seems to hold together better at longer draw distances so that's yeah I nice think it, well. it looks fine you know nice nice looking reflections and stuff on the yeah. PC yeah. Good game. Neon White. Uh, yes. 20, 25 bucks available on the PC and the Switch. Plays fine on the Switch, but I think my preferred is definitely ma- uh, mouse and keyboard. So. I, I almost wish they had shipped it with a like levels-only mode. It's like, hey, you super don't care about the story. You just want to play every <laughs> single level in this game start to finish. Here you go. You kind of... I mean, I guess if you don't engage... Well, they do have little cutscenes in the beginning of some levels, but if you don't engage, engage in the gift stuff, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's fair. It's like you can kind of get there. Yeah, you are going to miss a lot of side levels, though. Yeah, you're going to miss a lot of fun stuff in the in the side stuff. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break there, and we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Ninja Turtles, uh, PlayStation Plus, and Idea Xbox's demos. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one 
please. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My god. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back, and it is time for those kooky Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kids. Is that what they are? Kooky? Kooky? They're they're heroes in a half shell. They are that. And they're kooky. Are they creepy? They're party dudes. They're, they're creepy, creepy and they're and kooky. kooky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they they're all together, together kooky? Kooky. Uh, you might know them as Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, and as my kids say, Dontanello. Uh, okay. Four Ninja Turtles. The wow. off brand really Ninja Turtles. Really failing their Italian education, aren't they? <laughs> Don Tonello. Um, yeah, the TMNT Shredder's Revenge, a game that goes on for a bit. I, that, it it does, but yeah. it's also like that's a, that's an under four hour game, certainly. Yeah. It's probably closer to three, I would say. Did you do some of the side stuff in it? I did most of it, I think. Okay, okay. And then wound up still wrapping around. By the side stuff, you mean just, like, finding the things and the levels, right? Uh, they open up those, like, little side missions, right? Those, yeah, like, the, when you, you find the people. You don't go into those, right? Like, I, I think you just kind of hover over them and they give you the objective, right? Like, those aren't side levels, are they? They're not actual levels, I don't oh, think. Oh, yeah. okay. I yeah, never I never took the party van over to them. Yeah, yeah no, you just go over there and, like, they tell you what the mission is. Yeah. And then once you, they, you've you completed it, you go over there and they give you your points. Yeah, oh. it's just like the, like the little girls, like, hey, find all my diaries. And then they're just hidden in barrels and crates and stuff, like, oh. like, the, like the pizzas are. I yeah. thought it was going to be a separate mission, like when you like unlock the person. I it would have been more interesting than what they ended up doing with those. But other than that, <laughs> that's that's my only real complaint with that so, game. So what are, what are the points do once you collect? I don't like we know. Talked, we talked about it last week. I don't. I, you still haven't figured. Okay. No, like I've just I leveled up a few characters and I haven't found a place to dump those points or do anything with them. Uh, I'm not sure what that's even supposed to be for. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, it's fine because, like, it's not really a hindrance or anything. It's just, like, I don't really understand what the benefit of it is. Did you, um, how how high was your level, do you remember, when you finished it? Is it uh, max out at five, or is it? I don't know. I got April up to ten. Oh, okay. Okay. That's way further than I've that been time. trying to level a few of the other characters up by playing online here and there, but. Okay. What do you think? It's good, man. Like, it's, I said it on Twitter. It is a children's cartoon game aimed at 40-year-olds. Like, you just kind of have to accept that and embrace that. Because (laughs) while I'm sure kids will like this game, like, I'm not saying there's nothing in there for them, everything around the edges of this is very much laser-targeted at... You were a child in the 80s and 90s. You know who Mike Patton and Raekwon are. Here is your fucking nostalgia. Enjoy your slop, motherfuckers. And it's delicious slop, to be fair. Uh It is is well-made. Delicious slop. My slop? kids. My I don't kids, know, man. This is a few, that's yeah, I consider all nostalgia. A little derogatory. Slop. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I, fair. I'm, I'm with you in the slop fact. As someone who dabbles in a bit of nostalgia from my childhood, I, yeah, I, I, I will call is, it slop. This is, this is well made for what it is. I mean, yeah, they are. No, it's like a really good point, stew. More to the point, they put thought into it. You know, yes. like they didn't just 
like crap out exactly a carbon copy of those arcade games. You know, there there is some depth to the move set. Like you do level the characters up. Like there there's something there. Yeah, the combat system is probably its best factor. Like it is it is it plays well. It's snappy. The different characters do feel different enough from one another without mm. feeling like they are. I mean, again, I think April is maybe a little overpowered, but otherwise, you know, it all feels pretty well balanced. My only real qualm with the actual like moment to moment game stuff is that I think a few of those boss fights are just outright bad. Like um, hard bad or, or no, like oh. none of them are actually that hard. Some of them are just kind of tedious. Okay. Uh, and not super well designed. Like that Rat King one I found in particular really annoying. Hmm. Um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, most boss fights are bad. Yeah. Good, good boss fights are the exception to the rule. I think by the end, like I think the big Krang fight at the end is pretty good. I think just the, the Shredder fights are decent, but like most of them just aren't that great. Does it uh, does it ever do anything that is surprising for a beat 'em up? And I don't know why this is my point of comparison or reference, but like the second person sequences from Battletoads, mm. for example. No, it doesn't Nothing. do anything quite okay. like that. All right. Was, like there are was... some little things that they they adjust, like you know, like when you're trying to do uh, aerial attacks. Like they, there's a little outline that appears at the bottom of flying enemies, so you can kind of see where you need to line up those attacks, which was one of the more annoying things in some of those older games. But other than stuff like that, like there isn't really anything that's surprising about it. It's just well made. Like they just did a good riff on a thing that you know, but made it feel like it belongs in a modern game. Yeah, I, I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say because you did the second person thing from Battletoads, there was a point where you're fighting a boss and he is he jumps off the screen and then a targeting laser is the you're in his reticule. Yes, that does happen. And like I knew exactly what I needed to do. You, I was like, oh guys, you got to throw the you got to throw the enemies into the boss uh, into the screen. So wait, you also don't have to do that. But yes, okay. Well, that's how I thought. That's how you knock him out of back onto the screen. Eventually, he just comes back. Also, Uh, if you don't do that, okay. But yes, it did have that. Hey, you look, I can tolerate a little cribbing on their part. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have to give it up for them doing uh, good online in this. Yes. Like I mentioned last week. It's pretty week, seamless. Like, I, th- I think this game is a little dull by yourself. Mm. But I've had, even I'm on the PlayStation, which I assumed would not have a lot of players because this is on Game Pass. And I just assumed kind of everybody in the world would be playing it on Xbox. But I've had no problem either finding open parties or even like opening a party. Oh, nice. And, and people immediately start popping into it. I do think maybe six players is a little too much. Like, like uh, it's it's a little chaotic with six on screen to like keep up with what's going on. Yeah, it's chaotic and also it doesn't feel like it's balanced for six players. It feels like it's mm. maybe balanced for four players. Yeah, I'm not sure. Also fairly easy. Uh especially with being able to res. Like can you res as much as you want? I think like, so. As long as somebody doesn't Take down, bleed out, whatever. Like you can I'm not aware of a limitation, but I also in my online play I have not had a lot of people go down. Because it is fairly easy when there's a lot of yeah. people playing. So, yeah. so you get yeah. knocked out of the of the revive, so that's hard on bosses, especially like Rat King, where there's stuff going across the entire stage constantly. So at some bosses, it's just impossible to re- uh, revive because you just get knocked out of the animation constantly. Yeah. I, I didn't see a way to limit your lobby to like four or whatever. Mm. I think you'd, you'd probably just have to like start rapidly as soon as fourth person joined or something, but... We uh, I asked the kids cool. if they finished it, and they said they got up to a part uh, where there are two bosses, and it was just too hard for them. So I uh, know which one you're talking about. That one is definitely one of the more tedious fights, just because they both have attacks that can kind of knock you around when you're least expect it. Okay, it was a post-shredder? Uh, no, it's pre-shredder, but it's like... 
Oh, where is that one? I'm trying to remember. It's like it's more over halfway through. It's when two there's t- it's the tunneling guy and no, the we're werewolf past that. guy. We're past that. Okay. I think when we beat Shredder, so we're we're in like we're in some super shredder or or, or something, and they said there are some bosses that are just uh, like a double boss that's too hard. I, I haven't don't remember seen it. there being a double boss after that. There's the big Krang fight where you fight his robot. Okay. And then the super shredder thing happens after that, but that's the end of the game. I'll have to double check. I'll have to check in with the old. They put it down. They said they were getting too frustrated. Mm. I said, "All right, we'll go." Now they've just been watching that that more modern Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon constantly. So okay. good job, good job, franchise. You've hooked. You've hooked. You've done the thing with your marketing, which is, is that, you made the game. Does that sell animated or is it CG? Uh, I think it's CG. It's it's, but it has oh. a two D look to it, right? Oh, uh, oh. No, <laughs> it's okay. like pretty 3D looking. All right. Yeah, it's uh, that's the one with uh, the like Sean Astin, Seth Green, uh, the wacko from uh, 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 Rob Paulson. Yeah, Rob Paulson uh, voice. Now, here's the real test of your uh, nostalgic leanings and also your parentage. Uh, have you shown them the live action movies yet? <laughs> no, those things are frightening. I'm not paying for that. Therapy. What are you kidding? Are you I'm kidding? Not- I'm not gonna go. I'm not. I'm gonna put a couple of dollars in the therapy jar if I'm gonna show them that thing. The second one is not scary. They have teeth. There's <clears throat> teeth on those things. The turtles don't shouldn't have teeth. It's weird. They're mutants. It's weird. It's weird. Ah, you should show them those first two at some point. Maybe they need to understand the world of rubber suit that we came from. I don't know. Those things are. I still think back on those. And I'm like. You think somebody somebody must own the heads, right? Like somewhere. I bet those things have deteriorated oh, yeah. to the point have where you... they look like just like rotting corpses. <laughs> oh no, there are photos out there. Have you not seen the photos? No, oh yes. No. That is absolutely that is absolutely what is going on. Those things oh, are horrifying. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Is there, there's no bone strike? Is it just like, like all that's a, left is like the teeth, the eyes, and a little bit of the <laughs> oh, flesh. Oh gosh. Is it just like an armature inside, like like Terminator style poking through, just like mechanical bits? Oh my god, you <laughs> probably don't want to see this photo of Donatello. <laughs> oh no. It's oh, horrible. it's it's oh, bad. He's like the science li- dude. He should be able to save himself. Literally looks like he was exhumed. Oh Ugh. gosh, they. I guess those things just couldn't hold up. Like uh, you remember old- that? Uh, you remember that zombie from Return of the Living Dead that came out of the oil barrel? No, the really gross skeletal looking one. <laughs> no, okay. the wet skeleton. <laughs> Okay, but from we your watched that movie, didn't we? We watched that together. Did we watch that together? That was one of the. That was totally one of the the film in forties we did. How about the guy? How about the guy from uh, RoboCop who gets poured in the toxic waste or whatever? At the I end think of there's the still day. more flesh on him than there is this turtle skull. <laughs> oh wow! I just found. Um, I found some design firm that posted some photos. Apparently, Kevin Eastman had at least one of the suits from the movie in his collection. Can't you spray it with and, something so it doesn't he, rot? He he reached out to this design firm to like help him restore the suit because it was falling apart so badly. Man, those things are uh, not designed to last. Yeah, what is that like foam from great rubber from latex or something? Yeah, there's definitely probably. latex involved. Oh, uh, I don't want to look it up. I don't want to know. Yeah, I, I don't want to know. The ch- the turtles I, from your childhood they are not aging well. I'll, I've said it before. If you care about behind the scenes stuff, the the Ninja Turtles episode of the toys that made us on Netflix is fascinating. If you want to get into the whole Eastman and Laird thing and all the business stuff that happened behind the scenes over the years, I think I think Eastman is. I don't know. Is it Eastman or Laird that ended up like owning the whole thing? The other I don't know. I think it's I the guy seen with the creepy photo that oh. always gets shared around. One of no, he was the one who did not. He's the one who sold oh. out too early. 
Really? Yes. I thought he was the guy that still owned everything. No, he walked away from the thing too early, and then the other guy ended up owning everything, and then he sold it all to Nickelodeon. Wow. And and got mega paid <laughs> compared to the other dude. Wow. I'm going to say that's one of Nickelodeon's better purchases, Viacom's Probably. better purchases in general, because it seems like they are still able to get a good amount of money out of that thing. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. what that, that Viacom, Viacom owns a lot now, though, right? Like, yeah, but is it anything better than Ninja Turtles? No, probably not. Okay. Probably not. Uh, this game's Teen, pretty good. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. It is out on pretty much everything. It is $25. It is also on Game Pass. Uh, catch it. Yeah. If you have that. Turtle power. All right. Now we move into a realm for which I have zero, ah, close to zero nostalgia. And that is classic PlayStation stuff. I was not a PlayStation person. I did not own a PlayStation. I did not own a PlayStation 2 until it was much later in the life cycle, until they had the Slim out. Uh, but you guys like a PlayStation, and you like some classics. I certainly like a PlayStation 2. I didn't get a PlayStation until very late into its life cycle. Okay. Really? All yeah. right. All right. Huh. Yeah, Brad, you're uh, you're the OG. I- I got my PlayStation specifically to import a copy of Fire Pro Wrestling G from the from the Japan. That was why I did it, and I, it, I, it served that purpose. I, I know I've said it many times. From the moment I walked into that Circuit City and saw that T Rex demo on a kiosk a few months before that thing came out in the U.S., I was <laughs> hell bent on having one of those things as soon as humanly possible. No, I did I, the. I mentioned it here too. I used to rent it during the summers. My summers from right. college, I would rent the PlayStation. Uh, I did not own one. I never. I still don't own one. I just have the PS2, which can play PS1 games. Can PS2 play PS1? Uh, yes, PS2, okay. PS2 definitely could play PS1 games. It, it came out in September of '95, so I spent that entire summer doing odd jobs everywhere I could, trying to get money together. Uh, well, the PlayStation Plus stuff. Uh, I don't know the tiers, the new subscriptions, their new rollout has rolled out. Roll out. Yeah, I've spent spent some time poking around at their general interface for the the PS Plus stuff, and also it's played some great. of. It's well, parts the of it are okay. Is not great. Parts of it are okay. Parts of it are terrible. So, the one thing I think is okay is the broad view of the benefits of the different tiers. Mm. It's just one big horizontal row of nice big units that say like the classics collection and game streaming and blah 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 or whatever. And each one of those has a nice clear label at the top, like premium, extra, essential. Like it's color coded, pretty easy to tell. Like okay, I get this on my tier. I don't get this. Because I don't have the higher tier, that kind of thing. Yeah, that classic collection, man. That in the index of the classics. Uh, I mean, Alex, you've played some of those. I assume you have also seen this thing. Yes, I have. Oh my god, it is such a fucking mess. <laughs> it is such a mess. You can only sort by alphabetical and what release dates. I think that's I think. right. But it's like release date on the current PlayStation Store, not original release date. Right. Mm. You can't sort by original release console. It is huh. just a grid of probably hundreds, I would say, dozens to hundreds of games from every PlayStation just thrown into a giant hopper. Huh. So, like, I can't be like, show me just the PlayStation 1 games that I can play in this classic collection that you're pitching to me. Show me just the PS2 games, just the PS3 games. Huh. Or even sort them by console. It's even worse because the PS1 games aren't even labeled as PS1 games. They're labeled as PS4 slash PS5 releases. Because technically they are native PS4, PS5 SKUs on the store. Oh. Yeah. So like 
you only know that Jumping Flash and Ape Escape and Tekken 2 are PlayStation 1 games if you know that they're PlayStation 1 games. Oh, that's wild. Because they all show up as PS4, PS5 games with no, like, no iconography, no nothing that indicates that they are classic games from the very first PlayStation. It's just a mess. I don't know why. Well, maybe maybe they'll get there. It's just, I mean, we keep saying this over and over. Like we just said it on the Ramble cast about Nintendo and emulation yesterday. Like have some respect for your own history, please. Yeah. Like, uh, it all feels very begrudging and very disorganized. And, you know, I mean, look, you put, run those games. They run fine. Like, it doesn't seem like I, I again, I haven't done the side by side comparison, but they don't look like they're running at 50 hertz. They look like they're running the way they're supposed to in NTSC. But also seeing some of those games in that kind of crispness, you maybe is not really the ideal way to look at, say, the original Ape Escape. Tekken Two, surprisingly okay, looks Te- pretty Tekken good is. in in that that format. But Tekken Two is the first game I fired up, and yeah, like, me too. Tekken Two at, high, at that high, re- I don't know what resolution they're rendering. Like it might be 1080 or something. Like Tekken Two looks pretty good. Yeah, at that high up. res and runs very smoothly. Jumping Flash less smooth like i can't tell if they're like emulating original frame rate or if it's like bad on its own but jumping flash is a little rocky yeah um ape escape runs well but it has that shimmering texture thing all over the place that is just sort of native to i think some of those playstation games and yeah that's just that's just the way the playstation worked it's also just not the ape escape game you would really want to go for necessarily i mean there are plenty of there's pc options if if you want to play playstation games without all the shimmering you know perspective incorrect stuff you can definitely do that. I mean, people be nice are, if they fixed it, but hey, you know, maybe that's asking too much. Yeah, I mean, like it's it is it is just inherent to the way the PlayStation works. So that right. would be them like really getting in there and kind of like I, I'm fine with them preserving that aspect of it because that was core to what those games looked like. Uh, I mean, on the PC, people are like adding depth of field to PS1 games and crazy shit like that at this point. So um, when you uh, when you go to launch a game, is it downloading the game or is it, it already? So yeah, the PS One games. I mean, it's only a handful. Like I there again, I wish lot. I could. I wish I could just tell you what all the games were, but like, <laughs> there's no way to sort them out like that. I mean, I could find it on the web somewhere, but it's like it's Ape Escape, Tekken Two, Jumping Flash. What else was in there? I don't remember. Those are the three PlayStation games. They only made three. It's weird. Yeah, so I didn't all get, of them. That's why I didn't get one. Comprehensive library. Yeah. Um. But, you know, they, the PS3 games are streaming only, and those are all mixed into the hopper as well. Okay. So there's a ton of PS3 games in there, and those only stream. Streaming still kind of takes a while to fire up on it here. Does. That was my experience mm-hmm. with PlayStation Now as well. Huh. Like, you're waiting. When you hit go on one of those streaming PS3 games, you're waiting, like, a good 30 seconds at least for something to happen. Huh. Like, you're just watching a throbber that says, like, getting your game ready. What if they're like spinning up an instance or something? Yeah, they're Some pro- kind of probably like launching a virtual machine every time you do yeah. that or something along those lines. Like, I don't think we're at the point yet where that kind of technology is instance in general. Yeah. But like, I still, I haven't tried the XCloud stuff. I think it's faster. I have tried it a little bit. I can't remember. I guess I shouldn't say. I I can't I, tr- I can't say if it's faster, but I think it. I remember it being faster. I tried it a while ago. I mean, there is also like a hey, we're getting your we're you're getting your stuff ready, and yeah. uh, you know, it's not yeah. instantaneous, but uh, um, but that's it. Like when you're latency, in there, what do you think? The latency is better than I remember PlayStation Now being. I'll cool. say that. Like I didn't exactly spend a lot of time with Now after it launched. I mean, this is going back like what seven years or something, something now, like that. eight. Um, I played some R-Type, uh, God, which R-Type did I play? I forget. Origins? What was the, anyway, a fast shooter, let's <laughs> say, that requires uh, quick timing 
Like it felt just about local to me. Like it okay. felt it felt pretty good. That's great. Like, it was totally playable, even for an arcade shooter like that. So like, and, you know, not not a lot of compression artifacts. Like it's playable. Okay. Not not ideal. I mean, it would certainly be nice if they had gotten PS3 games running locally. Nobody can uh, replicate whatever nonsense was happening. Definitely not. Nobody has figured out how to run PS3 games and software. <laughs> the, the cell will forever be a mystery. Um, yeah, it's it's okay. Okay. It's the offering of, I mean, it's just, it's a shitload of games that should be presented more clearly. So, mm-hmm. you know, what exactly what you're getting and what you have access to. Hopefully, like maybe they just didn't have that sort functionality built and somebody is working on that on the store team or whatever. Um, I just, I, A, they need to add more PS1 games because they've clearly got this emulation working quite well. B, they need to present that stuff better. But, well, it's like, you know, it's been out in uh, different territories now for what, like two months ish? Not even that, like a month at most. No, no, gosh, no. It was earlier this month. It's like three Jeez, weeks. Was it? It was, it was like first week of June it started rolling out in Asia, I believe. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay. So it hasn't been too, too long with, with all this yet. But, but uh, yeah, but at the same time, you, this is their big marquee launch for their Game Pass competitor. Yeah. They, yeah. You'd, you'd think they would have gotten some of this stuff cleaned up before there. Then. Yeah, it's just not an inspiring launch lineup. Yeah. Like the, the, the wrapper that they run all these PS1 games in, I mean, you can rewind them. Like it's got, yeah. it's got rewind and you can drop a safe state at any point in the timeline from what I could tell. Like you right. literally just hit start and start stepping back through frames. Uh, and you can make save states and like it's got, you know, some CRT filters and stuff like it's it's adequate for most people. I assume if you um, if you drop pins and save states and stuff and then have your tier drop down or laps, I assume those saves will come back with you if you want to re up. Right. It's probably local or cloud. Probably, you would hope. I would hope. I certainly hope. <laughs> uh, anything else to say about uh, your experiences in the, in the ecosystem in the ever evolving? Really. That was the main stuff. I I just messed with the streaming and the classic stuff and kind of just poked around in the interface. I was just happy to not see the awful ghosting shit that people had seen in some of those other like patched versions in Asia. But like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, I'll play some more Tekken 2. I'm not sure there's much else there right now (laughs) that is like I'm itching to play at the moment. At the same time, you can buy all those PS1 games piecemeal. Like, you can just give them $10 and own Tekken 2 in perpetuity. So if you really just want to play some (laughs) Tekken 2, which you might, maybe just do that. Tekken 2 not in some other bundle that you can buy, like a Tekken collection? There not isn't on, really a big Tekken collection, I don't think. Yeah, but, not on the PS4 slash 5, like not in a way that would run natively on... Okay. How do you mention it? That's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. There are... Yeah, there are really not a lot of ways to play old Tekken that I am familiar with. I, you know, might, I... I just want to see all the Tekken endings. If only That's there right. were a place that could I could watch all the Tekken endings. If only and, and it'll them. never happen. If, I mean, if, if, <laughs> I mean, if only maybe if maybe they would curate the best ones for you. So you could just watch I the, just the need some stuff. experts. Who's to got go that through. kind of time? <laughs> nobody. Clearly, uh, I I enjoyed Tekken playing against other people in college. Uh, Tekken two particularly, and then uh, oh, dude, Tekken yeah, two three was, was my like, game. But yeah, Tekken one is kind of. Tekken yeah. 2 was like a watershed moment on home consoles. Like, holy shit, this is the arcade game. <laughs> what is happening here? It, so is Tekken 2 the one with the uh, 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 angel and demon devil? Uh... Yes. I don't think devil Kazuya was in the original. I don't I think, think it was any of that stuff. I, I, my, my memory is that stuff was new for two. Okay. 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 That, uh, uh, whatever. I Again, I didn't have a PlayStation or a PlayStation 2. So it was, um, it was just other people's dorm rooms uh, jumping in there. I just remember playing that a lot. 
Brad, who would you who would you pick up to challenge somebody in Tekken two today? Oh, hey, Hachi. Oh, yeah, just right out of the mm-hmm. gate. Yes, the one and only. Um, when did when did Harang come in? Harang, Harang. Yeah, the kickboxer guy. Yes, I think uh, it's Taekwon, Taekwondo, th- wasn't he? Taekwondo. Oh yes, he was Taekwondo. Yes, three. Is that three? All right. Wasn't I he don't know. New in three. I remember enjoying playing that character. Uh, yes, Tekken three was his first appearance. And Tekken Tag was PS2 launch? Tekken Tag Tournament, yes, was a yes. PS2 launch game. Okay. That was based on an arcade game, from what I remember. It was. So somebody, I remember the uh, PlayStation 2 in the office where I worked, somebody had it and was showing Tekken Tag Tournament. And I was like, man, that looks really good. That mm-hmm. looks like an arcade machine. It looked real good. But I still didn't have enough money to get in on that. And then... uh not until not until that Xbox came out was I able to get back into the console generation again. In my mind, Tekken Tag still looks amazing. Like I bet if I actually pulled it up, I would be like, "Oh, but <laughs> yeah, I bet it's, it's a little weird. grimy." It's like weird how your impressions of games stick with you more than the fact of the actual game. For I feel sure. like by the time PS2 came around, that is when they were like, "We can make these arcade games you like look like that on the yeah. home." Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was getting into well, that was yeah, that was getting into the territory where the home stuff was surpassing the arcade, right? Yeah, like, so like Dreamcast and, was hitting it, and then by yeah. the time PS2 and Xbox came around, it was starting to go above. Yeah, so Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast was the jumping off point for like, holy shit, this is better than what is what was in the arcade. How is this mm. possible? Well, the PlayStation Plus stuff will continue out there. I'm curious to see how they do and what other people's impressions are uh, out in the public if they're going up tiers or or just staying where they were before we get into the xbox demo stuff i did want to tell you alex i saw credits in citizen sleeper you did it did i bit did i finish it did you get did okay here's my question yeah did you accept the ending that came with the credits no okay then no you're not done okay i there was an ending that are there multiple endings? Yes, there are multiple endings. There are multiple paths that you can get that will conclude the story. Okay. But if you don't the, choose the option that concludes the story, they still yes. give you the credits, but then they yes. spit you back into the game. Okay. And then I failed the drive, and it really took the wind out of my sails because it was a drive I had been working on super hard. It was the one with um, getting the guy and his daughter on the ship, like the lottery ticket thing. Uh, I don't know if you did yeah. that one. And then it like failed that one, and then it was What like, do you mean by failed? Well, it was like drive fail, you know, like when it's like, you know, drive fail. As in you didn't get them off the ship. I, I mean, I went to there, I did all the work and then they had the lottery and then it was getting out of hand and I was like, we should leave. This is, this is bad. That's okay. okay. You didn't actually fail anything. All right. All right. That's, all that's right. just the way that, that, that plot point oh, pl- plays out. There is more to that story. Okay. Cause I, I'll tell you this and I don't want to spoil anything, but I am actually super enjoying this maybe one of my favorite missions which has come in which i seem assume is late game now because it had mm-hmm. just kind of kicked in for me is the one up the tower with the like failed business person who just keeps on having trouble getting her business off the ground who had like a business partner who stole yes. all the money uh i'm really enjoying doing shit that one. jobs for yes. her yes. <laughs> it just keeps going sideways like, yeah i'm i'm enjoying that one i want to see that one to completion but uh yeah, I think I, I hit that point you talked about where it's like, oh, money is irrelevant. Now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a there's a place where you can go. I forget what it's called, like Tavala's Tavern or something where you yeah. can go play like a cards or something and get like 36 credits a shot. And it's like, oh, it just adds up. I don't have to worry about maintenance anymore. It's weird. It's weird how the 
mid to end game of that, there were points where I was just going to sleep and I had dice left. And yeah, I was just like, they borderline just discard the comedy or the the economy at a certain point, or just like it doesn't matter anymore. Well, I was just waiting for stuff to tick over. There was yeah. just like I just need to go to sleep. But Citizen Sleeper, uh, I, I'll I guess one ending I will have to accept at some point, right? Yes, eventually. Okay. And there is okay. one that I'll just say we'll just leave you on the station if you want. So like, okay. there there are options there for that too. Okay, but the game will end. It will end to end eventually, yes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, let's see how that goes. Uh, I like it a lot. I like that game. All right. Uh, ID at Xbox. The ID at Xbox. They are having their uh, summer games demo uh, extravaganza stuff going on now. Last a little more muted than it was last year. Oh, it's a fest. You can say it. It's a fest. Everybody's it's a festival. still continuing to fest. Uh, the festering festivals. Uh, yeah, I, I went through the demos there. It was actually really hard to find and seemed very tucked away Yeah, in, in the Xbox store. I had to go in and, and find it yeah, tucked it's away like, in there. It's man. If I were a small indie developer who had crunched on a demo, not saying anybody did, but if they had yeah. to get into this thing in time, the fact that it is like once it's like the third small promo unit on the front of the Xbox store and that's it. Yeah, I thought it would be front page on the Yeah, on, I, I on really the thought console. it would be I thought it would be right there in the dashboard when you fire it up, but it's kind of buried. Uh so yeah, I went in there, I, I only played one thing, I downloaded a couple, but I played um Terror of Hemosaurus, which is okay. like a pixel ish um uh rampage. Uh, yes, like a I don't know would you call it like a rampage was pretty pixel ish so it, I don't know if I would call yeah, it a fair, remake. Fair, it's, uh, it's a rampage. It is rampage. That game the is just rampage. The description made me think it was going to be a King of the Monsters yes. clone, but instead it is a rampage clone. Uh, but it is the setup is pretty funny, and we'll probably go through some of this uh, when we stream these later this week. But uh, <laughs> the setup is global warming is happening, and. Uh-huh. Uh, in order to teach people about the dangers of global warming, these monsters, there's a cult that has sent these monsters back in time to be awakened at the beginning of the ice caps melting to destroy humanity because humanity only reacts in the face of immediate present danger and not it's fair. Hey, <laughs> wait, is this the Watchmen no. thing? Pretty spot on. <laughs> and not, not in things they cannot see in the future. So they're like, go out and basically you need to kill this many people and destroy this many buildings. Cause that's the only way to wake people up to global warming. It's a really oh, weird okay. setup. Um, but the fun part is, and the part that's interesting is in destroying the buildings, there's physics involved. So if you hit certain points in a tall building by like punching them, it'll topple over and crash into other buildings. And that's that's kind of fun and chaotic. So uh Terror of Hemosaurus. It's yeah. uh, it's also on Steam. It's not I think they might have had a beta, but it is not in early access right now, but it the demo is available on that uh Xbox. I feel like like this and some other things I've been looking at, there's like a trend brewing that I feel like is long overdue of basically Indie developer got tired of waiting for game to come back and just made game. Sure. Yeah. Like Agent Six like in, in the way that Agent Sixty Four is a Goldeneye clone. Mm-hmm. Or let me let me let me be more polite. An indie Goldeneye. Yeah. Sure. Uh like like that game is an indie rampage. Yes. Uh there's a game on there called Tinykin that looks kind of like an indie Pikmin. Yes. Um like I've seen some other stuff floating around. Like Austin just tipped me off to this game called X Zodiac that's coming out on Steam in like a month. 
that appears to be in the Star Fox. Okay. But then also kind of indie Space Harrier at the same time. Interesting. Ooh. Like, there's just, it feels like there's a lot of indie games lately that are just like, hey, remember that thing? We do. <laughs> like, that was awesome. We made one too. There was, a, there was a game on there that looked like Lemmings I didn't download, but it had a very Lemmings vibe to it that uh, I forget what it was called. Also, I, th- I, I had to look this up, but um, Shadowrun Returns had not had any console ports. Apparently up until, not. Up until that game came out like 10 years ago, didn't it? That's like a, that's a, that's an oldie. Hmm. I, I remember that thing from a while ago. Let's, oh let's, wow, that one is that Shadowrun? I I think it's Shadowrun 2013. Returns. Was it definitely Shadowrun Returns on the Xbox? Because oh. yes, that was 2013. I I just assumed this was a newer Shadowrun that I had not been aware of. I think it's I think it's Shadowrun Returns. That game that's that came a, out like know, I, I, I mean nine years ago. I see it. I still want to play more of that game. I played a little bit of it and I fell off. I heard good things about it, but I know uh, all, all of those types of games are doing pretty well on console. I think like wasteland yeah. and, um, I know there are some others that I'm not thinking of right now, but you know, like that style of com- computer RPG is great is translating to a controller. Well, these days, finally the power of modern consoles. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go through a bunch more of those. Um, on Thursday, we're going to download some of those and stream. You can check out Terra of Hemosaurus. I'm sure you'll see Tinykin on there as well. Yeah, I got to find some other ones because the ones I've played so far, I've not super been into yet. I, I saw some cool stuff on there. I tried Wave Break. Yeah. Is that is that the one that says it's like it's like skateboarding, but boats? It's yes. like skateboating. I don't love the controls in it. I'm going to give mm-hmm. it another go, but I did not get a good feel for how to play that game in the initial run of that demo. And I also played uh, Overpass Rhythm Road Trip. Yes, I saw that. I assumed that you would try that. Yeah, it is. Uh, how do I describe this? Uh, it is. Uh-huh. Okay, have you ever seen the Chemical Brothers Star Guitar video? No. It's the one where, like, the it, you're, it's just a person sitting on a train looking out the window, and the scenery is constantly, like, moving, but it, every single thing in the scenery matches to a piece of the music. Okay. It's kind of that, like you're you're pressing and and you're pressing buttons in time with the music, and the scenery is sort of what brings the notation up to you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but it's also really short. Like there's there's only a couple of levels you can play in that demo, uh, and I didn't like it. Seems to play all right. I just didn't get a great feel for like what is the actual progression in that game. Okay. All right. This game. Uh, this game on there called Spider Heck. Yes, with spiders with swords. That's like a good the, name. The pitch, the pitch is literally, it's spiders with laser swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that looked good. I saw that on there, too. I mean, be, we'll check out some more stuff on there yeah. and see what's going on. I These things are fun. I like these little demo festivals. They're, they're a good time. I just feel like last year was like there were some real heavy hitters that came out of that thing, and I'm just, I haven't found that yet. There's that, and there's also on the heels of that Steam Next Fest that had like Which 100, had a lot. 100 demos that were, uh, some of them were fairly substantial. So, you know, it's it's a different environment. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's take another break here, and we'll come back to talk about some news. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. 
I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then... I'm sure. I, I used my Express VPN and then VPNed into my home computer. Likely story. Uh huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast. That's what enough. they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD, problemless, on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. All right, we are back, and there has been some news. Not only has there been some news, there has been some news since we have basically started recording this podcast. We we keep up here, you know. We're we're on mm-hmm. top of one, it. One of the subjects of these uh, uh, of of these stories was kind enough to go ahead and announce the thing <laughs> that we were going to speculate about. Uh, so we we had some announcements last week. We um. We're following a bunch of stuff, uh, Capcom stuff, the Xbox stuff, everything, everything, everything. Also got some Square stuff. Brad, what's going on in the Squareverse? Yeah, I didn't expect there to be any more news after those quote-unquote press conferences. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm kind of shocked this wasn't like part of Sony's thing. But Square Enix went and had their own thing where they dropped the title and a trailer and a release time frame for the next Final Fantasy VII installment. <gasps> The the a second installment in a trilogy. It seems yes, like. which I think okay. is what everyone kind of think, assumed, yes, but now they're just saying it. Yeah. Absolutely, had been my assumption that this would be three games. Uh, what do we got on, based on what they covered in the first one? Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Rebirth. So we have remake which, and rebirth. Rebirth. Which, like <laughs> like calling it that makes a remake an even worse title now. <laughs> like it's just so goddamn like blunt and straightforward and inelegant. They just can't figure it, you know, with Kingdom Hearts stuff and all this nonsense. They just can't get away from okay. the, the, the bad titles. But let me, I mean, I, this I did not come up with this. This is some speculation I've seen people going throwing around there. But yeah. maybe the reason the first one is called remake is because it's meant to lull you into a false sense of security, thinking you're just playing a remake, and this? then now they're going to start branching out into uh, the other wilder shit that they were kind of hinting at in that Boy. first one. They could not be more explicit about that in all of the stuff they put out if they tried. Yeah. Every single bit of messaging around this thing from the trailer to all of the statements made by the creatives. Yeah. Is just screaming, hey, this is not just Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so you you guys didn't finish the get to the end of no. the, the remake, I, right? I wanted I wanted to finish the thing. I started it twice. Like there's so much goddamn filler in that game. It's a lot. So thematically, just and pretty on. pretty nail hammer to nail head. They are saying that at the end of yeah. like, hey, don't expect the unexpected. Yes. Uh, yeah, destinies was, are not written in stone. The whole thing, right? Uh, yeah, I was I was aware of that stuff and like the everything from like the titles in this trailer to the dialogue. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
like literally mm-hmm. what we've done that's set in stone the past is forever uh-huh. but the future even if it has been written can be changed like that's literally the first dialogue in this trailer well so this uh yeah this this so rebirth is interesting i mean I'm not a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm a fan. I, I don't hate it, but um, but this is where things would probably be the most interesting. Brad, you you know Final Fantasy VII more than I do. Yeah, like Final Fantasy remake pretty much took place in Midgar, and this is yeah. the open world stuff, right? This yeah. should be the open world stuff. Yeah, yeah, the overworld. Once uh, once yeah. you're out doing real JRPG stuff and not stuck in one city, yeah. right? So. This this could be this almost makes it seem harder to believe they're fitting it the rest into two games because if you were to go on the timeline of the first Final Fantasy VII, a full game maybe maybe this will have less filler because a full game taking up Midgar and then yeah. the other two being the entire rest of mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII almost seems undoable. But yeah, like I mean, looking at just the list of locations and story beats they still had to get through after that first game, it seemed like you're gonna need another five games to do yeah. this or something. But um yeah, if they plan to take this in some extremely sideways direction which why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah, sure. at this point, why not? Who needs just a straight ahead remake of that game again? Like why even bother if that's all you're gonna do? I mean I I'm not sure exact again, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy seven person trying to think of the main story beats you need still to hit uh and, and there are a couple in my mind but uh, gosh i mean this is literally me reaching back to 1997 because uh, i played through that game once when it came out um it's like all the midgar stuff you get out yeah. of there uh-huh. I mean, obviously Aerith dies uh-huh. or maybe there's, not now well yeah, yeah now right. but i mean talking about the original game though yeah. like um god meet, there's all meet that Yuffie, meet the ninja you know the, yeah, I mean, like you assemble the party yeah uh, there are various revelations about the parentage of Sephiroth, right? And the, uh, like clouds past and the stuff with Zach. Zach so like Zach, right. Zach is in this trailer, and I don't yeah. think they were ever alive together in that game. But yet here they are palling around. It so seems that was like they're just going to make Sephiroth well. a party member. I don't know. Yeah, he's also like I, like there's like him and Cloud just walking side by side in this thing, right? Yeah. And, the big one for me, though, I mean, that's Aerith's voice, right? Like, they don't show the character, the the female character speaking, but I, that's her, right? I don't remember. I, I assume so. I, I don't be. know. Because, like, her dialogue is like, what are you implying? That I died? <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> my God. Just, like, cut it out. There's on the nose, and then there's a fist to the nose, and that's I mean, what I go is. for it, you know? Like, go for it. If you're gonna If you're going to make it all meta, then go all the way, I guess. Uh, so, so interesting with this one, they are saying that this will be PlayStation five, not PlayStation four, which, you know, will, if you bought this, the final fantasy remake on PlayStation four and have not gotten a five yet. I mean, it makes sense. They're moving, they're moving forward, but what is it? Is it called intergrade? Is that the, the upgrade was the like big package with the DLC and everything. So that's now on, that's on PC now, right? That's, uh, uh, it came out on PC a year ago. On Epic, okay. right? It came out on Steam, yeah. Along with this announcement last yeah. week, yeah. Okay, sorry, now Steam. It's, now it's out on Steam. Um, so this has been announced for PS5 currently. I mean, will it come to Steam eventually or PC? We assume, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, will it come to Xbox? I, I would, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, if Square really wants to shoot itself in the foot again, then yes. <laughs> um. So I, yeah, I would I would assume so. Like surely, eventually, that'll be worth their time. I mean, it's Unreal Engine, so like I would assume the porting is doable. 
Uh, this has a, uh, a rebirth has a next winter date yeah. on it, and then Which nothing for whatever yeah. the third end, one end of next year or even beginning of twenty twenty. Well, winter is still technically twenty twenty four in that I, case. I, I do find when people are talking about weeks, for example, the the, 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 the people's definitions of this and next vary mm. sometimes. Mm. Like next winter is next winter, right? The winter after this one. That's how I interpret. That's how I interpret it as well. Okay. I do not believe it will be coming this winter. Yes. No. Okay. I'm just making sure. Sometimes. Yeah. You guys, excitement levels. You think you you want to get in there and finish remake and, and get in uh, on this? Maybe. I mean, maybe in a world Wait until where it's I'd, all done. If I had infinite time and patience, I would go finish that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have neither of those things. I mean, it I seems know. like a thing you could probably get in some um, when they're all done. Go back to. And, and, maybe, and, maybe so, but I mean, like, if they are freeing themselves from the shackles of just like slavishly repeating that entire storyline, yeah, then maybe there will be so much filler in this one, right? Like, maybe mm-hmm. they will just feel like they can fill it all full of what's the metaphor steak here, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if if they're if they're writing their own their own story, they're like charting their own new course here. Then maybe. Maybe it does not feel like they are trying to stuff it full of garbage just to justify its length. Okay, anymore. garbage is maybe like, overputting it, but like, <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Yes, it is I filler do, material. Like, it's just fucking running through su- sewers and subways over yeah. and over, fighting stuff, and like, so it was like, just so I, slow. I, I enjoyed most of my time with remake. The thing that would bum me out, and I have uh, if this information might be out there. I have not been able to find it yet. Maybe I've just been looking in the wrong places. I spent a lot of time trying to. Um, grind out the materia to get them leveled up you know in in the ways that final fantasy 7 can if that stuff can't come over into the subsequent games i might be a little bummed out like uh i know that they, they kind of said you can jump into rebirth and and just play it from there but i would like to bring some uh, some of the time spent i did in remake into rebirth i don't uh, know what you mean but like like i didn't need to necessarily do that to beat the game the game wasn't that hard i didn't need to like get uh you know faraga on everything uh but it's uh i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do yeah i mean you know they're gonna they're gonna design a difficulty progression that they kind of expect everyone to follow so like the question is like what do they give you if you were to bring a save in and like a google hat cosmetics or something like they can't unlock all the the good spells right right off the bat or anything like that Ugh. it doesn't make sense though if it's taking place after the ending of remake Wait, and knock everybody back down, or are you just kind of a baseline of what you know cure spells and material you have? It's I'll be curious to see what they do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but I did spend a lot of time in there trying to get stuff leveled up. Uh, you know, you unlock a lot of weapons and, and you put a lot of time into the different weapon uh, abilities and everything like that. That time too. was it's, wasted, it's all burned. <laughs> I guess so. How you guys <laughs> are feeling about the Crisis Core remake? Yeah, I, th- I debated whether I should bring that up or not. I don't or is, know is anything it, about Crisis Core. I just know some people I know who really like it. So is, is, is it is it? It's just a remaster, right? Or I don't know if it's. I, it may not be a full remake. Or is it a full? Uh, the wording I saw was remastering. Uh, okay, that's the that's the PSP one, right? Yes. You would have to do yeah. some pretty significant remastering to get that thing to look normal on a modern machine. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I I never really. I think I played like enough of that game to cover it for work, and then mm. kind of moved on. I mean, Fair it's, enough. It's like Zach stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I feel like I'm. I gosh, I gotta dig it up. I don't know if I finished that or not. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, listen, that's, you're going in. You're going in for the nostalgia stuff. Do that. Do Crisis Core. Do the 
Vincent stuff. What was that game yes. that they made with him? The, the Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, yes. go in and do Fuck that. It. Give me that slop. Yeah, we're, I'm we're, all about that slop. <laughs> now we're talking the slop. Okay, maybe maybe I'm on board with you now and 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 this whole slop thing. Uh, all I'm the, saying is that video games are a trough. They are filling it with nostalgia, and we are all there as happy little pigs. What's the movie? The Final Fantasy movie called Ad- Advent Children. Yeah, make that yeah, that's again. The seven one. Yeah, J- just do that again. Like get it all out there again. I remember like there's that a four K release of that thing now. Is I there think. Really? Fantastic. Hmm. I think it only came out in Japan, but yes. Hmm. Just put put it all out. There, there was a word around the time when they were marketing all that stuff that was like pre synergy. That was I forget. They, they called it the like universe something 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 because there was a mobile game too uh, for. You're not- you're not you're not talking about Fabula Nova Crystallis, are you? I'm always talking <laughs> that about was, that. You know me, man. I mean that was that was the Final Fantasy thirteen shared universe. No, uh, this was seven stuff, and it was like the it was like the they were going a little too bananas with all the seven stuff. It was like on everything uh, between they were like dominating all media and trying to get seven everywhere. But listen, it's very popular. It, it is. Seven might be more popular than it's ever been before. Final people- Fantasy Seven was a popular video game and still is. Because <laughs> the thing like- is, everybody who likes Seven at the time still likes Final Fantasy Seven, and you have new people who like Final Fantasy Seven. I just I, I haven't really been able to adequately take the temperature out there yet among the hardcore mm. about the direction they're going with the stuff. I'm I'm really curious, like remake like or re-envisioning. Really, yeah, like like I I don't I'm not sure how people are going to take like a hard swerve on the storyline and stuff if that's the way they go i hope they're open to it like i think like you said we have a final fantasy 7 story that's pretty good it's final fantasy 7 so yeah, a, a reimagining might be yeah. might be worth it i mean you know arguably there are a lot of things technically about that game that don't hold up super well yes but people but like still. remake right oh yeah 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 no people are very fond of remake yeah yeah, yeah for sure Again, it's the most I've played any Final Fantasy thing in many, many, many years. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the highs are really like to be clear, like the the high points that I saw in the first like fifteen hours or whatever, I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so the red. There was it, still so much more of it. I, 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 I wish, I wish it had been a tighter experience. It just got a little bogged down. Maybe by the time their collection comes out with the three of them, they'll have like a more concise cut once they have a fuller picture of how this thing should go where you only spend you know 20 hours in midgar and then move on to the next uh all right uh for those who were were disappointed during capcom's announcement brad what now they can celebrate their great wait is over that was such a weird choice yes during the capcom thing they made an announcement of an announcement It said we will be doing a Dragon's Dogma 10th anniversary stream, and then they did, in which they announced Dragon's Dogma 2. Congratulations to Austin Walker. Very, <laughs> and only very, Austin Walker. Very, and Patrick, I think Patrick's a very big. I actually, I actually went, I actually went and pulled Patrick's review up for this podcast to refresh my memory about what he thought of it. I, I think his the the gist of his deck was basically like like this game has exciting combat and a ridiculous ending and not much else. <laughs> Uh, some people really like Dragon. I I respect Dragon's Dogma. I have never really played it. I think the yeah, critical I, reappraisal of that thing is probably due at this point. Yeah, I I, I played some of the Switch version. I kind of got what people saw in it, but also sort of bounced off of it after two or three hours. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, not a, not a ton to say there, other than hey, 
They showed a logo, you know. Dragon's Dogma 2, it's happening. It's just an interesting choice to be like, we're going to put this to a separate stream from this Capcom thing, despite the fact that they did not really reveal anything about Dragon's Dogma 2. Yeah, I don't know why that needed to be its own thing. but <laughs> It's almost like they thought no one who was watching this for Street Fighter and Resident <laughs> Evil is going to sit through this shit, so we're just mm. going to go. And I'm not saying that as like a diss. I'm just saying I don't know what Capcom thinks they have in Dragon's Dogma. Do they think it is a weird niche thing that like, only, you know, a handful of sickos really like, and therefore it should not touch their other big franchises when they're doing an event? Or do they think it's special enough that it has to have its own thing? They did that uh, Netflix animated series, which apparently... Which is apparently terrible. <laughs> people kept telling us was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a lot of information out there, just that it is being... They're doing it, and it's, okay. and it's on the RE engine, which I guess was also kind of interesting to, yeah. to see. I mean, I I don't know how well that engine does bigger world stuff. I mean, it works very well with Resident Evil; uh, those games look good. But uh, it will, remains to be seen how it looks on the a more expansive world, which I assume Dragon's Dogma Two would be. I mean, if it, trying to do Dragon's Dogma, Capcom out there. All right, Brad, what is this breaking news we have going on here? Um. So I came in here already to talk about this interview with Edge that the some leads from Creative Assembly did. Uh-huh. In which they revealed that the team behind Alien Isolation has been working on a sci-fi shooter for the last four years. Okay. Which, for people who like Alien Isolation or think it was good, is pretty exciting news. It is good. I think you would agree. <laughs> also was- too long. <laughs> yeah, I didn't finish it. I, I played a chunk of it and I think got what I needed. Yeah. And then found that it went on for another 15 hours. I was like, oh. Uh, anyway, like, I, I think most people assumed that was it out of Creative Assembly for aliens and for shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just going to go back been, to making their strategy they, games. Yeah, they've been cranking out Total War games and stuff like that uh, for some time. Anyway, very politely of them, they revealed the game that they were talking about like 12 minutes before we started recording this. Yeah. It is as far from Alien Isolation, I think, as as it is possible to get and still be a video game. A video game set in space, yes, definitely. Yeah, a first-person shooter set in space, I guess, to be (laughs) fair. But, like, it's called Hyenas. Uh Uh-huh. Here's the first line of the pitch. Okay. Earth is gone, the rich have colonized Mars, and the rest of humanity is living their worst life in The Taint, a giant orbiting slum. I'm sold. Yep. I mean, pretty good, honestly. Talk about five seconds from now, right? Like, yes, yes. It is, oh, we're yes. all living in the taint. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. All right. This is either a four-player PVE shooter <laughs> or some kind of multiplayer free-to-play team-based. <laughs> There's loot involved. I know competitive. that. Competitive. Yes. They refer to it as merch, but it is clearly loot. They all but say collect epic loot in this trailer. Yeah, uh, it's very it's very neon and flashy and like quippy. Like it's, you know, if you follow games like Fortnite and Apex Legends, it might the tone of this thing might seem familiar to you. Yeah, it's got attitude, which I'm a little worried. Maybe it's got too much attitude kind of remains to be seen how that attitude develops. Is this Borderlands attitude? Is this eh, uh, it, didn't, it didn't seem that grating by any means. Not yet. What was the one? uh Oh gosh, what is the id one that uh, uh, went rage? too far? Yeah, rage two that maybe went too far with its rage like, two definitely went too far in a direction. Uh, What's well, weird the the marketing did the game the itself mar- I yes. think is like kind of sedate. 
I almost wish it lived up to some of the colorful marketing stuff. Uh, and then, you know, it just had that like, uh, uh, you know, what, what is it? You, 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 you huff that uh, chemical, right? And like, then you had your rage two moments yes. where everything got mm-hmm. a little weird. Uh, Brad, why don't you read the rest of the that? that yeah, this is paragraph. a really description. God, there's a character in here wearing a rubber Nixon mask. There you yes. go. Just in case you're wondering kind of what they're... At also, least, there's a ton of like... it's not a Trump mask. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. Uh, there are a ton of what look like character or class abilities in this. Like there's a character with a like a foam gun that can straight up make like mobile cover to hide behind mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It very much seems like some kind of hero shooter or class-based thing. Uh, While humanity is trying to survive, the Mars billionaires are more worried about fulfilling their nostalgic dreams. Slop. Plunder ships, massive retail spacecrafts dedicated to selling salvaged pop culture artifacts from Earth. Our artifacts at space high prices to satisfy their desires. There you go. Uh, There is a shot of a Sonic the Hedgehog trinket in this trailer at one point. So, like, wait a minute. This couldn't have anything to do with the, what was that Sega initiative? The super game. Oh, oh, you think this is the super game? I don't think it's the super game. I got, I got the sense reading about the super game stuff that that was mostly centered in Japan development wise, but maybe it's more of a full company initiative. Could be that, that super game stuff was a hundred percent about Sega wanting ongoing <laughs> revenue from serve, life service games. So uh, actually, yes. Several projects are currently underway for Super Game. Super Game. Super Game. This, this could be a Super Game. Uh, they are taking signups for an alpha now for this. Okay, so this Don't probably actually it. isn't that far out. So probably not. They didn't. Yeah, I, they didn't. They didn't give a date, but they are. They are taking. Although I can't get the site to load at the moment for the oh there it goes. So when I when I went there, it kept redirecting me to Alpha. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm having the same experience. Uh, if you like quickly I can see the click see the, the full <laughs> oh click stop. Uh, click the check out the fact button too quickly, and then you can use go back. There's oh some man, kind of I'm on a trackpad. I can't click that fast. Oh uh, yeah, it's like broken and goes to like yeah, Alpha this, slash. This, this this page is extremely broken right now. Got it. Okay. Okay. I saw something in the there's a description on there which I don't think is replicated in this fact. Hang on, let me see if I can screenshot it. Uh, if you go it, hit the back it, button, it should not redirect you again. Command shift. Oh, it totally did. Command shift uh, three on a Mac, right? I can do this. Got it. <laughs> Can't take my ping away from me. <laughs> Stupid That's website. Right. That's right. You have forever. Uh, five crews, one winner. Uh-huh. Navigate zero G, steal priceless merch. Capital M merch mm-hmm. from Rich Pricks. Uh, and battle to make your getaway. This is hyenas. This is hyenas. Uh, it's a good name. I actually like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, the rest of this page does not really have gameplay info. Nah. Um, I bet five, that's a next year game. Five crews, one winner sounds like a multi-team competitive thing. Yeah. Like yeah. A, that that sounds cool. Yeah. Like whoever comes out with the most merch and the most kills or whatever. Kind of kind of like a team-based battle. I think some battle royale games have dabbled with modes like this, right? Where it's not, you know, it's not 100 players like everyone for themselves, but more like here are eight teams of well, Apex is basically that, right? Like it's yeah, just much then, smaller, yeah, much smaller teams. And there've been modes like that I want to say in um that modern warfare uh thing yeah. where you, you got to get like the most money, the teams like your your squad gets the most money and you got to 
do other stuff. I, 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 I really like the idea of a mixed PvE, PvP team-based thing like that, mm. where other, a bunch of games have tried this, to be fair. But, like, the idea of skirmishing with other players, but also having some AI objectives to deal with and stuff at the same time, like, that sure. makes for some exciting... It's like a MOBA. Variety. Yeah, you might say. Yeah. We'll go I jungle. Wouldn't. We'll go jungle with the hyenas. I've never uninstalled Dota. <laughs> it's been there. It's been there on my game drive all you, this time. You should I've known lo- this whole time, Brad. I knew it in my heart. It's been, it's been almost, well, I started to say it's been almost five years since I launched it. I don't know if that's true. It's been almost five years since I actually played a match, though. Just lock those bits in on your drive. They can God. never be moved. Never How be much? How much, how much stuff from various international battle passes do I have waiting <gasps> to open? Only you can answer that. These hard drive blocks are a place of honor. <laughs> Only Dota could be there. Uh, yeah, Hyenas, sign up for the alpha if you are so uh, inclined. I, I am not seeing a date for the alpha. No. So, I don't think they've said yet. So you can sign up and cross your fingers. Uh, what is this? Uh, what is this next story? <laughs> What's, what's what's Tony doing out there? Hey, they were going to make a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 remake, according to Tony Hawk. Speaking <laughs> of things know. I knew in my heart and soul. <laughs> Until yeah. they canceled it. <laughs> Wait. He, also, I don't know who uh, Andy THPS is. He uh-huh. the, he's, he's the biggest streamer on Twitch, for all I know. <laughs> but I think it's incredible that Tony Hawk just goes and appears on people's Twitch streams and chats. That's pretty funny. About whatever and reveals like fairly major business stuff. I mean, I at mean, this point, he's got nothing to lose, really, by saying this. It's not like, what's he going to do, get in Bobby Kotick's bad graces? He also probably has not much to do, since he's probably still on the mend from that massive leg injury. Yeah. So he's probably killing some time right now and bored. I um, need to know this. Andy THPS, Andy Tony Hawk Pro Skater, play anything else but Tony Hawk Pro Skater on Andy THPS's twitch channel i'm because gonna say tony hawk is a primary focus of this yeah, channel that's probably where they started because that's uh, amazing i think if, if you have I a twitch guess, channel that's just playing tony hawk pro skater but they uh, only play dota <laughs> oh no no there's not he's here is here is a video of of him playing switch sports nintendo switch sports okay okay All uh, right. from a month ago it's mostly tony hawk yeah i that's believe great. that it is almost all tony hawk i hope. i None of this is surprising. I think everyone kind of assumed this was where they were going to go with it, whether it was going to be an add-on to the existing game or they were going to do another one that was like, hey, now you can do reverts and whatnot, but it's three and four. This is like 74th on the list of terrible things Bobby Kotick has done over the years. You know, it yeah, doesn't fair. necessarily rank that highly, yeah. but I'm just going to say it's it just fucking sucks. Yeah. To, oh. Just to clear or to fill in the details. Um, it was planned, he says, right up until the release of 1 and 2, and then, you know, what happened with Vicarious Visions, they got kind of renamed and absorbed into the Blizzard machine collective. Uh, he says other studios were making pitches to pick up the project even after <clears throat> Vicarious kind of uh, was out of the picture, but then they just decided to can it instead. Hey, if anybody from Xbox in a decision-making capacity is listening to this... <laughs> reform vicarious visions and put this game out you will earn a lot of goodwill uh i think most of the people at vicarious still are there though like i don't think they've had any mass layoffs at that studio it's just yeah, like I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure if they shifted personnel around or anything they've like just that, been absorbed yeah 
Well, uh, I'm, this is just coming in. Uh, according to Activision's own, own internal review, uh, they have done nothing wrong. So they have... Uh, they, well, there they you are, go. <laughs> they're okay to go. Funny how yeah. that keeps happening. Yeah, exactly. They can, uh, they, we can move ahead. Uh, n- nothing, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Moving on. All right. I mean, well, at this point, Activision would probably be glad for people just to be grousing about them not making a Tony Hawk sequel <laughs> as opposed to everything else going on there. So. Somebody there is like, remember when they used to yell at us for making not making video games? Yeah. Um, This was interesting. I, I had not kept track of what was going on at Gamescom. So when I saw the story on here, I was like, right. Yes, that usually happens uh, around August, September. Oh, yeah. Is it early September? Late it's August? usually like late uh, August. August. Usually late August. And and now it is also the kind of de facto end of the Summer Game Fest. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Keeley would always, and I think he said he's doing it again this year. He would always do the opening night live there. The keynote hmm, thing. Which is similar to the thing he just did a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, except I don't know what there's going to be to show this year. Video things are going. So this is the first in-person one they're doing since the pandemic, right? Yes, that's okay. my understanding. Well, Sony what's the story here? Yeah, will not be, Sony will not be there. Nah, Sony. And they're not the only ones that won't be there. Sony doesn't so like Sony, the party. And Sony provided a statement to Games Wirtschaft uh, in which they said <laughs> that they will not be a Gamescom, which is apparently I did not. I also did not realize that. Nintendo, Activision, and Take-Two have all also come out and said they will not be at Gamescom. And, like, just to be clear, Gamescom dwarfed E3 by a lot. Yeah. Like, Gamescom is fucking huge. Yeah. Like, on the order of, I think, like, attendance, like, five times that of E3 or Tens close to Tens of it. thousands of people. Like, hundreds. It's like, like yeah. the last I saw, it was like 250,000 or something. It's open to the public. Like, it's yeah. to right. be clear, it is a public show where E3 is a trade event, but... I don't know what's going to be at Gamescom. This Video Games Chronicle story mentions that Bandai Namco, THQ Nordic, and Coke Media, and the latter two of those are essentially almost the same company. (laughs) Uh, Or at least they are under the embrace together. (laughs) Right. Like those those are really the only major companies that have confirmed they will be there at this point. What's the German word for a vague sense of longing for a video game company no longer attending a conference that you go to? It's it's oh, Gameschwatt. Uh, that's that's what it is. <laughs> yes. Gameschwatt. Oh man, my my sister is fluent in German, and occasionally she will just bust out some insane term like that. <laughs> thing. It's always very fun. The There's only a- time I ever went to Gamescom was for, at Harmonix, and I went there with Eric Pope one year, and that dude just speaks fairly fluent German, and it was always very intense whenever he would just start doing it. Yeah, I, there there is a term. There's like a linguistic term for jamming words together to form giant words. I can't remember what it is, but it's very fun. I uh, here's my prediction. Focus will be at Gamescom. I feel like focus focus, home interactive. Yes, we'll show some okay. kind of game. Okay, sure. How about Paradox? I'm gonna say I, any company that is part of the Embracer Collective will be there. Yeah, I guess that's ninety percent of all companies. So and a lot of How it's about in World Europe. of Tanks. Sure. Yes, they will have a giant booth. Yes. World of World Tanks of, will have World some of Tanks of will be there. There'll also be a lot of mobile games and mm. free to play games there. Yeah, like Sony saying they're not going to be there. I feel like you know we were asking in, in the wake of that last Sony stream, like, hey, what about God of War? Yeah. What about the stuff in your hopper? If they're not even going to be at Gamescom, I am not holding my breath for any other major Sony stuff this summer in terms of news. I mean, Sony was the first to pull out of E3, really. I mean, in a, in a meaningful way. Uh, and I'd say, eh, we're not, you know, I feel like they're, 
if it were just Sony, I, I probably wouldn't put that much stock in it. But you know, with with only a handful of people confirmed and that thing only two months away, we'll see. There's gonna be plenty yeah. of stuff there. Is my yeah, guess. I just, I just, I just don't think anybody's really got enough to show to justify it. Yeah, this year. Yeah, and everybody's doing their own stuff. I mean, Activision Blizzard <laughs> has some fires to put out. N- Nintendo's just trucking along with their directs. Uh, I don't know what Take Two is up to at this point. Like, I, Midnight Suns and I don't know NBA. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't remember Take Two's presence at Gamescom like in the past. Like, I'm sure they had stuff they would show, but it's you know Take Two is a kind of weird publisher. Xbox hasn't said anything about going to this, have they? I don't think so. Okay. They're kind of like the last big one, I feel like. I don't think they've ruled it out, though. It'd be interesting to see UB confirm, you know? Like, they, mm-hmm. they usually have a pretty They've big also lineup. been very quiet this year, primarily. Yeah. Yeah. And they're usually... Ubisoft is usually the first one at a party screaming, you know? They're like, we're here! You got a new platform? I'll be on it. Whatever you want, man. You want to put a rabbit on that thing? I'll do it. I got a yeah. Just Dance bear just hanging out right here. He'll come out here. He'll dance for you. You somebody's got an open buy this thing. Yeah, somebody'll do it. Here. So the, somebody's gonna buy this thing, and they're gonna need, gonna need games to play. And Ubisoft will be there. <laughs> Ubisoft is here for you. Whatever it is, I'll put my thing on it. All right, our final story here, which <coughs> sorry, pardon the cough, really got a legitimate chuckle out of me when I when mm-hmm. I read this. Of just like, what are we? What are we doing, Brad? Set this one up. It's- oh God. Okay, I don't not to bury the lead here, but I just went and looked up how old Todd Howard is, and now <laughs> I feel very old. Okay, how old Shit. is Todd Howard? Shit, man, he is less than ten years older than me. Okay, I buy it. Yeah, I assumed he was like a generation older than me, and he just nah. looked young for his age. But I guess Todd Howard said the words Fallout Five. <laughs> what are they doing to IGN? That was basically my reaction to that was, what are you doing? What are you doing? We will be doing? living in Fallout by the time that game actually comes out. Uh, I mean, you know, we're basically inside of a year now until Starfield <laughs> comes out. Um, No telling how long Elder Scrolls 6 is going to take after that's out, though. Minimum three to four years. That's my guess. Oh, e- well, yeah, easily. Minimum. Easily. I mean, like, I, I, I've, like, I've spent a long time trying to read the tea leaves on that studio's kind of release schedule cadence mm-hmm. and like it was four years from skyrim to fallout 4 but then like this this i mean fallout 4 was what 2015 yeah, it was 2015 and it's gonna be 2023 by the time starfield comes out but like look at all the shit that happened in between right right like covid happened <laughs> uh new hardware happened they were purchased yes, yeah. yes they got they got bought like other All studios kind of, kind of filled out their calendar a little bit more, you know, with machine right. games and, and arcade. Yes, yes. Right, yeah, actually, yes. Bethesda, like, expanded, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they did a ton of work on Fallout 76, for example, but I'm sure that overseeing stuff like that, contributing to stuff like that, also took time. Like, I, the point is, I don't think they're on anywhere near an eight-year schedule for new games, necessarily, but still. <laughs> yeah. Like, figure five minimum for Elder Scrolls, right? If it's in pre-production now, yeah. Like if if they are if they are hardcore working on that game in pre-production, like minimum, right? Like three to four years. Like, like Elder Scrolls is like barely going to make it out by the end of this console generation. I would say At for this Bucky. rate, yeah, yeah. Like fucking, what is a Fallout Five? But again, he's younger than I. I like I came in here already to say, like, dude, you're not going to be around for Fallout Five. Come on, <laughs> come on. But he's only fifty-one. 
So not and and to be clear, not at all suggesting that they have to have Todd Howard around to make these games. No, like, God, no. They absolutely do not. But like, what, what, I don't understand the point, and especially the messaging on this, which is was like we have a one page uh, document on Fallout Five. Like, why even mention that? I, I, seriously, I have no idea. Like, because I'm sure he's getting to? asked about it constantly. No just matter what, like, just say like, of course we'll make a Fallout Five at some point. We're like, focused on shipping Starfield. We're, yeah, we're focused on making right. Starfield the best game it could be. There you go. Yes, I think Not whatever like, state Starfield comes out in, and however long it takes them to fix whatever that state is will inform a lot about where the rest of this stuff is going to go. You know what that state is going to be. I have a sense of it, but I want to believe that maybe they've learned a lesson or two in the ensuing years. Probably not. Oh, I'm sure they have learned plenty of lessons. Are they able to act on those lessons is a different question. Right. He might as well have come out and said, uh, 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 like, also, Starfield 3 is a thing that'll happen. Like, just skip 2. Don't even talk about 2, but by, you know, 2065. Yeah, Star- Starfield 3 will we'll just come right out. And, like, not to be too morbid here, but, like, looking at this story really started making me question, like, how many more BGS games are going to ship in my natural lifespan? <laughs> like, how many more of these do I get to play? Oh, man. That's, I, mm, I don't know. Like, um, right, if you're lining up Elder Scrolls 6 and Fallout 5, you've got maybe 10, 10 plus years already mapped out in your development. Yeah. That's, I, that's I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think, like, when did they announce... Elder Scrolls 6 was that like 2018-ish probably like didn't they they announced it the same night they announced Starfield right didn't they I believe like, that's hey, true they did yeah. show a making very something brief new teaser for, for, the, for the first time ever but don't worry like <sighs> shit you care we, you actually care about we're working on that too and I remember the being really jarring because everyone was like ah, they're not going to talk about this they're not going to show this and then they just kind of right. said everything out loud except yeah. for Fallout 5 and everyone was just like fuck they didn't show anything but they said it like, I guess if they're worried about backlash to them not making the thing everybody wants, then they felt like they had to come in and, like, throw people a bone. But in this case, like, what? why do you need to do this? It just, I don't know. My prediction is Fallout 5 will be Starfield, but on Earth. Fair. Yeah, fair. That's a pretty, <laughs> it's probably a fairly safe bet. And Elder, Elder Scrolls 6, that's going to be more like Rage 2. Elder Scrolls 6 will be some kind of pyramid scheme that yes. <laughs> it's just a barely a game held together. It'll be the uh, first Elder Scrolls to feature NFTs five years after <laughs> NFTs stop being a thing. It's like, whoa, um, our development cycle is just too long. I think like the only potential rub here is if things maybe have changed behind the scenes development-wise under Microsoft. Because like I, yeah. I always got the sense that they made these games on a pretty lean crew for how expansive they are. Uh, and like, maybe Microsoft is just like, Hey, you are our like star game pass driver now, mm. like staff the hell up. Now you're a three game studio. <laughs> like maybe, who knows? maybe they are just going on a mass. I mean, we probably would have heard about it if they were going on some massive recruitment drive to try to become a multiple game <laughs> studio, but they can also utilize Microsoft internal resources, you know, for QA and other things. Yeah, actually that's right. They did like right after the Bethesda thing was announced the acquisition, like they had that big stage sit down with like Phil Spencer and Pete Hines and several other people from both companies. And there was like a lot of talk of like technology sharing and knowledge sharing yeah. and stuff between all different studios. And so, I mean, Starfield is basically the first game that even though it wasn't in development when that deal went through, I mean, it's, it was already in development when that deal went through. That's the first one that like potentially they could have really, made use of those resources before it came, it came out. Maybe, I mean, you know, like there was, <laughs> it was not about a Bethesda game, but like, I do remember Jeff, like asking Phil Spencer directly, like, like, you know, what's it going to take to stop shipping broken games? Like maybe <laughs> Phil, maybe Phil really took that to heart and was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to give these, these teams resources until they can fix this problem. 
The only way to stop shipping broken games is to acquire them all and bring mm-hmm. them in-house so that we can not ship them out. I mean, if you had the resources of Microsoft and you were tasked with making sure Game Pass was the biggest gaming service in the world. Yeah. And you thought it was within your power to start pumping out Fallout and Elder Scrolls games faster than they have done traditionally. <laughs> like, that is absolutely what you would do. You throw Tim Schafer on writing a bunch of Fallout 5 quests and make sure they're very good. That's right. Uh, get, get your team on there. Uh, so look for Fallout 5 sometime in, you know, the next decade plus uh i don't worry we will no longer be nobody will be reckoning with the calendar by then <laughs> humanity right. will have ceased in 72 can... 72 moons and uh the year of year of the howl uh yes. will be uh when we're on their plunder ships the hyenas on their plunder ships uh mm-hmm. will find a copy of fallout 5 well that is the news for this week uh that is some news there's yeah, some news in there yeah and things happened yeah i mean i think we've got a pretty we're gonna have a pretty game centric news light next couple of months here where the stuff that is coming out is going to come out people are just going to be working on stuff and i think we're just trying to get not we but people who are working very hard on games are trying to get their 2022 releases released in 2023 stuff that slipped over and you know trying to figure it all out as we all are Trying yes. to figure it all, yeah. trying to figure we, it all out here. We we were looking at release calendar stuff recently, and it was like, what's the next big game coming out? Which not to, you know, not to be dismissive of like indie games and you know smaller tier games, like those absolutely matter. But like some part of it is just GameSpot brain, right? Of like mm-hmm. charting the big AAA releases for the year. Yeah, Saints Row in like late August was the next one we came up with for like. Yeah. Like, what is the big, the next big $60, like, big publisher game? Well, the Xenoblade thing is coming out soon, isn't it, for the Switch? Oh, did they... That was this morning. They had, a they, they had an event for it, and I thought that game was coming out soon. Yeah, they did that in Nintendo Direct for that game. Uh, I guess we, we could have... They announced, like, a huge expansion pass of content through the end of next year for that thing. Yeah, the thing is, I've never that? played a Xenoblade, and I never will, but nonetheless... <laughs> Yeah, I should pull up. I should check the date. It's out on July 29th. Okay, July 29th. I, I, I theoretically would be interested in a game like that, but I played Chronicles 2 a good bit and really fell off of it. Yeah. That cat game's still coming out. Yes. That's the biggest game uh, of the straight, year to me. Straight, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like I, like I said, I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to be dismissive at all of games in that category. Yeah. But, but you know, like, the, especially just if you've been doing this a long time, you still think in terms of, like, what are big milestone releases throughout the year? Yeah. Yeah, and, and even I would say the the more telling thing for me is like even after that, um, it gets a little dicier too with just things you know, Splatoon, Forspoken, uh, Gotham Knights is is probably a big game, right? If, yeah, if, that's a big one. You know, uh, yeah. I I I don't know. The Soccer Two got a date, right? Uh, yes, but it's the, not this year, certainly. Yeah. Okay. They're they're back to working on it again. I mean, okay. they had delayed it to December, but I don't think that's happening. No. Okay at this point yeah there's some stuff but it's not it's not like oh look wait until november it's like oh no it's it's november kind of looks like a lot of the other months actually there there was like one game in november well pentiment is coming out in november which is like probably price wise a smaller game but that looks super cool uh i mean one big november game what was it on the things that i have for november it's a goose egg is it called wait god you're right uh it's called october now right Callisto Protocol is December. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. It's like first week of December, right? Yes. That's how you know it's a real date and not a fake one. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Some stuff will drop, but yeah, it's uh, gonna be weird. There's Pokemon Violet and Pokemon Scarlet in November. Sure, those are those are colors that you could name a Pokemon game after. Yeah, that they haven't that I assume they haven't used yet. Possibly, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm living in the now, man. The here and now. All right, Horizon. Yeah, go finish Horizon. You need to finish it before they announce their DLC if they ever announce that because I'm curious how how they wrap up that story. Um, but uh, that that game's fun. That game's fun, and there's a lot in it. I wouldn't say it's bloated, but there's a lot in it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's skippable if you want. Fair. Fair. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for our show this week. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you want to go support us, you can do so over at patreon.com slash nextlander. We've got a bunch of tiers there. You can go check out some of the changes we've made um, uh, last month at our anniversary. It's almost last month at this point. Uh and you can go check out some of those changes, including uh, the Ramblecast changes. We have a new podcast. We recorded our first episode of As Yet To Be Named uh, Media Podcast, but we'll be putting that up later. That'll be uh, Jaws, the mm-hmm. movie. We'll be talking about that, and that'll be coming out. Podcast will be going up in July, early yes. July. Brad's first viewing of Jaws. If you want to find out what Brad thinks, does it hold up? We'll find out. Find out. On, on uh in, in july there are uh, they going to need a bigger boat <laughs> one way to find out with this shark uh we got that coming up and then uh, a bunch of other stuff coming uh over in july as well another never been a better podcast and all that stuff you can go check that out over the patreon and thanks everybody for supporting us there at any tier there is a tier that gets mm-hmm. their names announced to the public here on this show, the mysterious benefactor tier, and Alex Navarro, you have those names today. I sure do. Would you like me to read them? I would love for you to read them. Well, then I will read these mysterious benefactors who are Alex's little heebie-jeebies, John Richardson, Vornak, Corey Porter, Vinny's giant booga boogas, James Smith, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Nick Donegan. Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, J.M., Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Octothorpe Bunny Crimes, Casey Shaughnessy, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Razgris 2, Stella Gets Her Groove Back, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Cheek, Logic Ill, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. All right, those are our mysterious benefactors for this week. Thanks to everybody for supporting us over again at patreon.com slash nextlander. I am going to go have a cough drop and uh, or two and and some tea. Hey, go 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 mentholate your throat. Yes, I'm gonna go have a Ricola and uh, and go relax for a second. But uh, the fun doesn't stop there, folks. Not with Vinny having a cough drop. We've got that uh, demo scene coming up on Thursday, and then Friday. Super excited to head back into the quarry. 
We got my man Jacob winning hearts and minds over there. Against against, against all odds. <laughs> People love that, Jacob. Uh, so we'll find out if everybody's going to make it. We'll be in our third episode. I don't think everybody by, is going to be there by episode four is my, mm. is my guess for the quarry. So come join us for that on Friday. Come join us for some of those demos on Thursday. Of course, we have the ramble cast up and on Monday, some more Alexi quest. Uh, mm-hmm. So check that out as well. Thank you, Alex Navarro. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. We'll be back with more next week. <laughs>